Come, your reverences, let us master discipline. <laughs> Tibitaka, part 71, in which I will recite Pakitiya, 72, perhaps 73, we shall see. If this is your first time seeing me, go ahead and click right there. That will take you to the Tibitaka playlist, right? Yes. Um, better to start with episode one rather than 71. Work your way up to 71. That way you've got the full context in the order in which uh, it is traditionally learned. Can you hear that? Someone annoying the heck out of someone else? People, right? Um, fun story. Uh, my, my auto payment for the electric bill set to go every month wasn't working. And so a man came a few days ago and said, I'm going to turn off your electricity. And we were like, what? Uh-huh. And looked at the app and saw it hadn't been paid in a few months. And we uh, paid, paid all the back. And they said, okay, it's paid. It's paid. And he's like, I don't care. I'm turning it off. And he was speaking Hindi. So, you know, Priyal was talking to him. And she was being nice at first, but, you know, he just kept pointing to his piece of paper. And we kept pointing to our phone. And I was pointing to his phone saying, why don't you call? And confirm that it's paid for so that you don't have to turn it off and uh, by that point I wasn't being so nice you know it was testing my Buddhist patience anyway um, long story short he, he said you gave us no warning he said I told you half an hour ago yeah you've been standing here arguing about it for half an hour so anyway he turned it off so we've been living in darkness um, so here wait one moment there now all the candles are lit, so we can see for a change. It's daytime, but it's sort of a temple thing. Anyway, um, so yeah, we're going to be staying at a friend's house across town tonight. I mean, across the block, really, just down the street and to the left. Our special guest today, Mandrava. Mandrava. Oh, real quick. Yes, we're talking about Vajrayana Buddhism. Mandrava was a... 8th century princess. They didn't call it back then, but they say the Buddha was born in Nepal, so it is equally true to uh, say that she is a princess. And uh, of course, Padmasambhava was born down the street from her, also in I envision for one, I for one envision, you might say, a, a world where embraces its rich cultural and religious diversity and history and, uh, and Vajrayana Buddhists can make pilgrimages to these um, sacred places where Padmasambhava was born and all this sort of thing and find their beautiful 
colorful temples um, in the tradition of Nyingma Buddhism. Anyway, do you envision that? I envision that. I would like to see that. Um, so the story goes that she was one of his first, if not his first, uh, tantric partner doing the Yab Yum, if you know what I mean. Anyway, uh, so he was teaching her, and her father was, of course, a king. And he did not like this because he envisioned a life for himself in which his daughter would marry a prince and that would thus, you know, increase his wealth and, and influence. You know how men were back then, back before 1963. Um, and so instead of that, she was, um, you know, uh, doing things of questionable virtue in a, in a, a traditional household, you might say, for the time. Of course, in 8th century, was a little different than it is today. <clears throat> And they didn't call it that back then. But anyway, so she was hanging out with this, you know, this guru, this guy, this Vajrayana monk, scholar monk, that, uh, you know, through the eyes of a king, you know, seeing his daughter going through uh, these, these acts. I mean, who knows if he was seeing it or if they were keeping it private. But he knew it was going on. And so he forbade it. He said, you are going to marry the prince. And that's that. You're going to stop seeing this Padmasambhava. And she said, no, Father, I am, I am not going to marry anybody. In fact, I am on the path for the rest of my life. I am going to be a nun and uh, Vajrayana nun. I might be getting some details of the story wrong. But long story short, um, her father was none too pleased with this. So he went to the place where she and her lover, uh, you know, her partner, he could kind of make a Romeo and Juliet thing. Netflix! Call me the princess of mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 2023, maybe 24. They would get the girl from uh, Miss Marvel. Eh? Anyway, so she, she, uh, yeah, so her father came and set the forest on fire and just figured he'd rather see his daughter burn alive um, than, than let her live her own life, right? Classic, classic dad stuff dad issues. And so, um, but the work that they were doing was so powerful that they transformed the burning forest into a lake. And uh, to this day, that lake exists. In so um, welcome. Welcome this side of the, uh, the partition. Welcome to Delhi. More welcome in Delhi than in these days, right? Um, so, right, yes, nothing controversial about any of that. How are you guys doing? Um, let's take it back to the early Buddhism, by the way, since I have no electricity. I'm running on about 20% battery on, on here on the phone and the same amount on the wappy that's recording the audio. So I really ought to get to the reading before I run out. Some nice random sounds from the neighborhood. Thank you, Sadnagar. Expiation. Pakitiya. 72. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's monastery. 
Now, at that time, the Lord, in many a figure, talked of talk on discipline to the monks. He spoke in praise of discipline. He spoke in praise of accomplishment in discipline. He spoke in praise of the venerable Upali, referring to him again and again, to him having been in parentheses. Is this, this was Upali, right? Our common ancestor that's not really an ancestor. We'll let him hang out with uh, the princess of for a bit. Monks said, quote, the Lord in many a figure talked a talk on discipline, three dots. He spoke in praise of the venerable Upali, referring, parentheses to him, close parentheses, again and again. Come, your reverences, let us master discipline under the venerable Upali. Under, like, as a student, no doubt. And they, end quote, and they, many monks, elders and newly ordained and those of middle standing, mastered discipline under the venerable Upali. Then it occurred to the group of six monks, quote, at present, your reverences, many monks, Elders and three dots are mastering discipline under the venerable Upali. If these become properly versed in discipline, they will win us to parentheses them and parentheses. They will win us round how they like, when they like, for as long as they like. Come, your reverences, let us disparage discipline. End quote. Then the group of six monks, having approached the monks, spoke thus, quote, On account of what are these lesser and minor rules of training recited? They only tend to remorse, to vexation, to perplexity. End quote. What are you, Mahayanis? No, I'm just kidding. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, how can this group of six monks disparage discipline? End quote, three dots. Quote, is it true, as is said, that you monks disparaged discipline? End quote, it is true, Lord, they said, in quotes. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, how can you foolish men disparage discipline? It is not foolish men for pleasing those who are not parentheses yet close parentheses pleased three dots and thus monks this rule of training should be set forth whatever monk when the pati moka is being recited should speak thus quote within quotes or something on account of what are these lesser and minor rules of training recited they only tend to remorse to vexation to perplexity end quote within quotes in disparaging a rule of training there is an offense of expiation or pakitia if you will end quote whatever means three dots monk means three dots when the patimoka is being recited means when reciting it or when causing parentheses another close parentheses to recite it 
or when studying it. Should speak thus means, he says, quote, quotes, on account of what are these lesser and minor rules of training recited, three dots, to perplexity, end quote, within quotes. If he disparages discipline to one who is ordained, saying, quote, quotes, for those who master this, there comes to be remorse, there comes to be vexation, there comes to be perplexity. For those who do not master this, there does not come to be remorse, there does not come to be vexation, there does not come to be perplexity. This boon is not recited, this boon is not learnt, this boon is not mastered, this boon is not born in mind, or let discipline disappear, or let these monks become not properly versed, end quote, then quotes, there is an offense of expiation. Oh, right, okay. Hmm? For those who do not, oh, right, 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 right. Okay, so they, those guys, that was all in quotes. So part of the bad thing that you're not supposed to say is that if you don't master the rules, you won't come into perplexity or discipline or remorse. I mean, is it true? Well, yeah, that's it. Different time. Well, yeah, rules are good, right? Yeah. They say, like, you know, if you, depending on the country, I suppose, if you break a law, that ignorance of the law is no excuse. That's a different situation, I guess, than, than the Buddhist order. A bit, a bit. Well, anyway, if he thinks that he is ordained when he is ordained, who? Oh, the other monk that he's telling not to learn the rules. Right. Parentheses and close parentheses. Disparages discipline. There is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether he is ordained, three dots. Presumably, there is an offense of expiation. If he thinks that he is not ordained when he is ordained, three dots, offense of expiation. If he disparages another rule... There is an offense of wrongdoing. What other rule? Dhamma, or here perhaps matter, since Dhamma is in opposition to Vinaya, really? The whole of the discipline. Moreover, since there is Pakitiya in disparaging the lesser and minor rules, it would seem as if disparaging any more important rule would incur a heavier penalty than Dukkata. Oh. Right. Yeah, doesn't it? So it's saying if you disparage the lesser minor rules, the offense is expiation. But it seems to imply here that if you disparage the big rules, the offense is wrongdoing. If you say, yeah, you should be able to kill. That's just a wrongdoing. But if you say you shouldn't have a rule against carrying your bucket with a lady present or whatever, you know, lesser rule, then that's expiation? I don't know. I don't know. The footnote seems confused, too. Anyway, lovely music this morning. If he disparages discipline or another rule to one who is not ordained, there is an offense of wrongdoing. So it's a bigger crime <clears throat> to talk bad about the rules of being a monk in Buddha's order to a monk than it is a layperson. So if a layperson walks by and you're a monk and you say, you know what's dumb? And they say, what, sir? Yeah, We're not allowed to swim. They go, huh? That sucks. I'm definitely not going to become a monk. All right, well, here's your alms and on their way. That's a lesser offense. That's a wrongdoing. But if you say to another monk, don't you think, sir, honored sir, venerable one, that it is dumb that we're not allowed to swim? Ah, that's a big rule. Offensive expiation. I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let's keep reading. It just seems not very well thought out. Um, if he is in doubt as to whether he is not ordained, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If he thinks that he is not ordained when he is not ordained, there is an offense of wrongdoing. There is no offense if not desiring to disparage. He speaks, quote, look here. Do you master sutanas or verses or what is extra to Dhamma and afterwards you will master discipline? And quote, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer, the second, meaning the 72nd. So it's not a crime to like question whether you should learn the rules before you learn the teachings or if you should learn the teachings and then learn the rules. That's kind of like, okay, that's just discourse. That's something you can talk about that but I'm pretty sure you're supposed to learn the rules first, right? Okay, cheers. <clears throat> we'll make this a little bit short, but not that short. It'd be pretty short if we uh, close here. So we'll move along to 73. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's monastery. Now at that time, the group of six monks still present, we'll see if uh, Upali shows up in this one, but for now we'll assume that he doesn't, so we've got the six monks. All right. The group of six monks thinking, quote, let them understand that having indulged in bad habits, we are fallen through ignorance, end quote. While the Patimoka was being recited, spoke thus, quote, Only now do we understand that this rule is, as is said, handed down in a clause, contained in a clause, a Santa clause, no, uh, in parentheses and close parentheses, comes up for rec recitation every half month, end quote. Did they mention that before? Because that's interesting. So they recite these rules in such a way that every half month they loop back around and, and do the... All right, cool. Um, those who were modest monks, three dots, what did they do? Maybe it'll explain. Three dots. Uh, spread it about saying, quote, how can this group of monks, this group of six monks speak thus while well, the Padi Mocha is being recited? Oh, don't interrupt the Padi Mocha, even if what you're saying is not horrible. Uh, three dots. Quote within quotes, three dots every half month, and quote within quotes, question mark, and quote, three dots. Quote, is it true, as is said, monks, that you spoke thus while the Patimoka was being recited? Three dots. Quote within quotes, three dots every half month, and quote within quotes, question mark, and quote, quote, it is true, Lord, and quote, what was it they said? They said, let them understand that having indulged in bad habits, we are fallen through ignorance. Only now do we understand that this rule is, as is said, handed down in a clause. That's what they said. That's what they're in trouble for saying. All right. Um, yes. So, right. They're like, oh, we did bad. We broke rules. Shut up. We're reciting the rules. Okay. Anyway. Quote, how can you, the enlightened one, excuse me, it is true, Lord. The, the enlightened one, the Lord rebuked them, saying, quote, How can you, foolish men, speak thus while the Patimoka is being recited? 
quote unquote, three dots every half month, end quote unquote, question mark. It is not foolish men for pleasing those who are not, parentheses, yet close parentheses, pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk, while the Patimokha is being recited every half month, should speak thus. Quote, then quotes, only now do I understand that this rule is, as is said, handed down in a clause, contained in a clause. Parentheses and, close parentheses, comes up for recitation every half month. End quote, then quotes. If other monks should know concerning this monk that this monk has sat down two or three times before, not to say oftener, mm, that's a word I don't use enough, while the Patimokha was being recited, there is not only no freedom for that monk on account of parentheses his, close parentheses, ignorance, but he ought to be dealt with according to this rule for the offense into which he has fallen there, and further confusion should be put on him, saying, end quote within quotes, I mean, begin quote within quotes, your reverence, this is bad for you. This is badly gotten by you. That you, while the Patimokha is being recited, do not attend applying yourself properly. End quote, end quotes. This for him on whom the confusion is put is an offense of expiation. Are you confused? I think that means we're guilty of an offense of expiation. Damn it. Uh, end quote. Whatever means three dots. Mug means three dots. Every half month means every observance day. Mm -hmm. All right. When the Patimokha is being recited means, so they recite the whole thing in one day, every half month. All right. When reciting it, should speak thus means if he thinking, quote, let them understand that having indulged in bad habits, I am fallen through ignorance, end quote, speaks thus. While the Patimokha is being recited, quote, only now do I understand three dots every half month. End quote. There is an offensive wrongdoing. If three dots this means the monk whom they desire to confuse, monks should know, parentheses concerning this monk, close parentheses, that he has sat down. Three dots. Further confusion should be put on him. And thus, monks, should it be put on him. The order should be informed by an experienced, competent monk, saying, quote, unquote, Honored sirs, let the order listen to me. This monk so-and-so, while the Patimokha was being recited, did not attend applying himself properly. If it seems right to the order, the order should put confusion on the monk so-and-so. Let me know if this makes sense to you. I'm gonna, these are the words that are written on the page. I'm gonna listen to it a few times and I'll let you know in a future episode if it clarifies itself to me. This is the motion, honored sirs. Let the order listen to me. This monk three dots did not attend applying himself properly. The order is putting confusion on the monk so-and-so. If the putting of confusion on the monk so-and-so is pleasing to the venerable ones, let them be silent. If it is not pleasing, you should speak.
confusion is put on the monk so-and-so by the order, and it is right. Four dots. So do I understand this, end quote within quotes. If he confuses when confusion is not put on him, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he confuses when confusion is put on him, there is an offense of expiation. I'm pretty sure that given how confused I am, and no doubt how confused you are about this confusing thing that you and I are both either guilty of a wrongdoing or an offense of expiation. Thank goodness we're not Theravadan monks, eh? I'm assuming you're not. Maybe you are. Hi, if you are, feel free to comment below if you're familiar with this one. No doubt you, you chanted every half month on the observance day, so perhaps you can give us some clarification. <clears throat> if he thinks that it is a legally valid act when it is a legally valid act, parentheses and close parentheses confuses him, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether it is a legally valid act, four dots. If he thinks that it is not a legally valid act when it is a legally valid act, parentheses and close parentheses confuses him, there is an offense of expiation. If he thinks that it is a legally valid act when it is not a legally valid act, parentheses and close parentheses confuses him, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether it is not a legally valid act, parentheses and close parentheses confuses him, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is not a legally valid act when it is not a legally valid act, there is an offensive wrongdoing. There is no offense if he is not heard in detail. If he is heard in detail, parentheses, but, close parentheses, less than two or three times. If he does not desire to confuse. If he is mad. If he is the first wrongdoer. The third. Meaning the 73rd. Well, that was fun. Um, it's fun to be confused at times and then feel like you're worthy of punishment because you're confused about something in which it's saying that if you're confused, then they will put confusion upon you and you are guilty of an offense of expiation. I think that's what it said, right? Again, I'll listen to it again, and uh, I'll let you know if uh, something makes sense in a future episode. Thank you, Six Monks, for being so naughty. And uh, I could probably get away with reciting a little more, but I don't want to risk one of these two pieces of technology, um, you know, just turning off in the middle of what I'm doing and then perhaps not recording any of this. So I'm going to close this one a little bit early. So this is going to be a bit of a short one. I hope everyone's doing well. The next time you see me, I will probably have electricity again, so that'll be nice. It's kind of amazing how, how addicted we are to electricity in our day and age. Um, I'm assuming you are if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on a podcast. Um, yeah, all right. I, I don't really have much else to say at the moment. Um, except for this. Now, this is a bit of a secret because sometimes there's, there's videos on YouTube that are unlisted. And there is a video that's unlisted. You see, in uh, my other robe, 
well, I actually wasn't wearing any robe. I was wearing a kurta. But I went on um, my friend's podcast, and he recorded it. And it's available. The audio-only version is available for free for everyone to listen to freely. And then there's an option for people to donate to become a member on Patreon, which I encourage you to do if you have the money and the means. He's a good man, and it's worth supporting his livelihood. But for the few, the select few, like you, you can watch the video of the three-hour interview for free by clicking right here. Um, don't tell them that I gave you that link. Please don't share that link or spread it about. Just keep it to yourself. But you can watch that conversation and get a little bit of insight into the man behind Edward Reeb's Buddhist Books podcast, if that's something that you might be interested in. Special thanks to the princess of Mandrava, the first of the five, as they say, consorts of Padmasambhava. If I'm um, not mistaken, in the five colors and the five directions, she would be the one in the center if, they, if all the five consorts took on their position and color in the correspondence of the five worlds and the relationship with these particular um, beings. I don't think they're technically Dakinis, but anyway, you know, like the, the, the five Dayani Buddhas, um, she would be part of the, the family, the, uh, the white in the center, like uh, Vairokana. And uh, Yeshitsogyo, who's over there, would be red and in the west, and the names of the other three are slipping my mind right now, except for Tashi or Trashi. Uh, she would be green and in the north, right? Am I right about that? Do you know? Anyway, it matters not. Um, okay, so that's all out of me. I just wanted to, you know, even though this is these days are a little unusual because we have to go they they shut it off and then they didn't turn it on on saturday which means it's off saturday and sunday and then monday hopefully they'll get around to turning it back on we don't know um but yeah electricity is like something we have to go to a friend says excuse me sir do you have some electricity may i please charge my phone in your plug for a little while it's a strange world we live in right Okay, so that's all out of me for today. Cheers. Netflix, call me, and we'll, it'll be a hit, I promise, with at least a few people. Right? No one will be upset. And uh, cheers. I will go ahead and close. To the north and to the south to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. 
Until next time.